0: Good morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. A child has been born unto us, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Today, those prophecies, the prophecies of Isaiah, have been fulfilled before all of us. Today, we want to take a look two prophets, two prophets you may really not know very well from the Bible, they they're, have a very seemingly small role, I would, I would say their role is not that small, but they may have been two people that you've passed and overlooked before, and they help us very much to understand the difference between expectation and anticipation, and we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Simeon, who I call Simeon the expectant, and Anna the anticipant. Is there a difference between those two, anticipation and expectation? I think if we actually take a look at the dictionary, and I'm going to be boring enough to read the dictionary definitions, anticipation is a feeling of excitement about something that is going to happen. Secondary definition tells us anticipation is the act of preparing for something. Expectation, according to Merriam-Webster, is a belief that something will happen or is likely to happen. And I would actually add in there that something specific is going to happen. Second definition is a feeling or belief of how successful or good something or someone will be. And see, I think there's a difference between those two because I think when it comes to expectations, particularly human expectations, we tend to tie a string around things. We put conditions on them. And I think that there are good expectations, but I think when we, we want God to do our bidding and our will and we have our expectations tied to his works, then we've entered a realm of expectation that's not so good. I wanna talk a little bit, diverge here. My son and I have a favorite cartoon called Dilbert. Is anybody familiar with Dilbert? He is an engineer. Dilbert has a dog called Dogbert, and Dogbert kind of helps me illustrate some things. Dogbert is, um, how do I explain Dogbert? He has a simple goal in life. He just wants to rule the world, okay? Uh, It is all about him. Uh, In one particular Sunday panel that that I enjoy, there's an alien spaceship that comes down and lands on Dogbert's lawn, rings his doorbell, and when Dogbert answers the door, he says, I am here to tell you how to end famine and poverty and disease. Dogbert looks at him and says, well, what's in it for me? The next strip shows the aliens flying away, And Dogbert looking up going, you know, I'll always wonder if I could have handled that differently. (laughs) Our expectations for how we want things to turn out necessarily are not always in line with what God wants. And what does the Bible say about anticipation? Well, I think the type of anticipation we're supposed to have is probably best expressed in a very short version in the Bible in Mark chapter 10. You don't have to pull it up. It's verses 13 through 15. I'm not going to read it, but you all know the story. It's when the children try to come to Jesus. And his disciples try and keep the kids away. And he says, surely I tell you, unless you are going to be like these little ones, you will never enter the kingdom of God. I had a, a children's sermon that I did on that at one point. A matter of fact, I see Kate over there. Kate was actually at this children's sermon. She was much smaller then. And it's, it's a great role of what do we mean when we say that we have to be like children? And I told the kids that day, I said, you know, I was up late, I couldn't sleep last night, three o'clock in the morning, there's nothing but junk on, so I'm watching a Spanish infomercial on how to become an expert knife thrower in just 30 minutes, or triente dias. Do we have any Spanish speakers in here? If you do, triente dias means 30 days, not 30 minutes, but I told the kids I've been practicing for 45 and I brought this cutout, and I said, I need somebody to stand in front of this piece of cardboard. I've been practicing. Those of you in the back can't see it, but there's knife holes all over this child. And I said, I need somebody to come up and stand in front of here, put an apple on your head, and I'm going to throw a knife into that apple. Well, every child there volunteered. Now, and let's be specific. When I say they volunteered, they didn't mean, I'll do it. No one else is up there. I mean, they went, oh, oh, pick me. I had several parents come to the front to get their children. (laughs) Beth Lamb, many of you know her, hurt her neck. She did that jumping in front of her child, kind of reminiscent of the Bodyguard movie. But the kids, they wanted to do it. Now, they didn't know what to expect, but they anticipated something cool was going to happen. And they just wanted to be a part of it. And I think when God tells us we have to be like children, he's talking, he wants us to come in without our expectations. He just wants us to be prepared to be there and be amazed at what he's about to do. And that's what God wants by anticipation. And we don't always, as we get older, we have a hard time with that. Uh, We have a lot easier time with our own personal expectations. But you see, anticipation's not a learned behavior. Or excuse me, just the opposite. Anticipation, we come by that naturally. Cynicism, that's a learned behavior. And we kind of develop that as we get a little bit older. We get a little bit cynical, don't we? Let's get back to uh, Simeon and Anna because they are two great examples of expectation and anticipation. See, Simeon, he was already ready to die. Matter of fact, I think Simeon probably, if you were to ask him, he would tell you he was past ready. But there had been something made known to him, revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death until he had seen the Messiah, the Christ child, the chosen one, the redeemer of Israel. And Simeon, even though he was of advanced years and probably tired, he served continuously through his witness. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now, Simeon could have, Done what many of us do, and thought, you know, maybe I missed it. Maybe the timing was wrong. Maybe the Lord was talking to somebody else. Maybe I didn't understand the Lord. That was not the expectation that Simeon lived his life in, because the expectation he had was God's fulfillment of God's promise, not God's fulfillment of Simeon's expectations. Have you ever felt distant from God? because your expectations were not met. I mean, I have the last two years with the loss of my father, some health issues. I have felt very distant from God. I felt distant from him, not because of what God has not done that he's promised, but because my expectations were not always met in what he did. I tell you now that God does answer all prayer. He just doesn't always answer it in the way we expect. And as such, sometimes we become disillusioned in that because we're focused on our expectations and not his. We're focused on our time, not his time. And what of Anna? Anna lived each of her days of her life in anticipation of the promised Messiah. Now, she had not been laid upon her heart that she would see Messiah, but she lived in anticipation of Messiah. She was part of a group that was looking forward to, to the redemption of Jerusalem is the way that the bible says it. Now, let's take a look at Anna too, also somebody that's very elderly. Now the bible says 84 years, but there's a discrepancy there. Some some texts describe Anna as being having lived 84 years after her husband died. So she was somewhere at this time between 84 and 113 is the other number. So somewhere in that range. And it says that she spent every day and every night in the temple, worshiping, fasting, and praying. And it says that when the child was brought, that she rushed out and that she told all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, the key point of this is not everybody was looking. There were people there in her congregation in her midst. She was just the crazy old woman that was there every day and every night, no matter when we go there, it's crazy Anna. But Anna wasn't crazy. And as a result of which, Anna got to experience something that many in her congregation missed. And that scares me a little bit because I know often I show up and I'm present, but I'm not engaged like I should be. I don't think any team ever won a Super Bowl or a national championship just because they showed up at the field. And that should be a warning to us because if we're going to be actively involved in our Christian lives, we can't be sitting on the sidelines. We can't just vote present. Anna and Simeon were fully engaged players. We have a special name for them in the church. We call them witnesses. was reminded of this even before today sitting at the back talking with Mr. Charlie, of Charlie Williams and the faithful witness of those who started this church. Mr. Charlie was telling me, he said, I'm 95 years old now. I guess Mr. Charlie probably can't go out and drive nails, but he's here every Sunday. What a witness is that? And that's a message to all of us as we age, that we all have a ministry. And that ministry is our witness, our testimony. And sometimes that can be The hardest thing for us to do. You know, it's hard to approach somebody and tell them what Christ has done in our lives and how Christ has saved us. But imagine if we could take the expectation of Simeon, the anticipation of Anna, and the boldness of those people who are willing to witness and make no doubt Simeon and Anna were bold. Simeon runs over and grabs the baby out of Mary's hands and glorifies God. Now, I don't know about many of you mothers out here, but I'm suspecting if somebody came up and grabbed your baby out of your hands and you didn't know who they were, you might be a little miffed. You might be scared. These were bold people. And there's a message there that we need to be bold disciples, that we need to go out expecting God to fulfill promise and anticipating whatever happens as a result of our ministry. We are going to be spending the next several Sundays in a series entitled The Church We Want to Be. And as we pray this week for our church and our community, and I would ask you to lift this up, we need to prepare our hearts for each of us and what's going to make up this church, this community, and what influence we can have through possibly inviting that expectation and that anticipation into our lives this week. Finally, in closing, I ask, have you lost your spirit of anticipation? It's hard as we get older to have the type of spirit a child has, but it's, it's very important to us. Have you become disillusioned? Maybe, maybe because God's answer to your prayers did not meet your expectations. I think we've all had some of those moments. Perhaps you didn't even maybe realize at the time that God had answered a prayer because it wasn't the answer you were expecting. I'm here to tell you today that God answers prayers. God shows up. He is with us now. He is with us constantly. That is what Emmanuel means, God with us. As we approach this time of communion, literally this togetherness with God, invite the Holy Spirit back into your heart. Let's ask him to renew a right spirit in us, a spirit of anticipation for what God can do without expectation on him on how he does it, when he does it, or what he will do. But if we move forward again with Simeon's expectation and Anna's anticipation displayed in that boldness of both prophets, imagine what changes you could make in your own life, in the life of your church and in the life of this commun- this community